November 2nd, 2023. My name is Jaron Jackson. I do love America. For me, it's always about the gospel of Jesus Christ, his death, his burial, his resurrection. Believe the gospel, which is God's power to salvation, so you don't go to hell. Good morning. Proverbs chapter 2, 1 through 5. My son, if thou wilt receive my words and hide my commandments with thee, so that thou incline thine ear unto wisdom and apply thine heart unto understanding, Yea, if thou criest after knowledge, and liftest up thy voice for understanding, if thou seekest her as silver, and searchest for her as for hid treasures, then shalt thou understand the fear of the Lord, and find the knowledge of God. If you actually want to know stuff, if you actually value wisdom and knowledge, and you want it, if you actually do, you lift up your voice and cry out to him, he will give it to you. But that's only if, then shalt thou understand the fear of the Lord. So in order for you to get knowledge and to know stuff, and for things to be good for you, you have to fear God. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge and understanding. Good morning. I want to talk to you about the idol's playbook. The short answer is the idol wants God's worship. So the idol will do anything to get God's worship from him. Now what's really interesting here is that idols aren't alive. Idolatry is the idea that you're worshiping yourself or something like that, but the idol is dumb. It's just, uh, you know, look, look at the thumbnail for today. Look at the thumbnail for today. It's just a cow. It's just a statue. You make it. You chop it out of wood. You forge it out of metal. You make it. People make it. It does not make itself. It is not self-creating. And I want to talk, if I can, yesterday I spoke about Minvember, Manvember, and I want to get to work as worship. But because we live in a sinful creation, we need to understand the tie between what we're supposed to be doing for God and the way that the world distracts us. And so I'm going to go into politics, going to route through the presidential election, the stuff going on with President Trump. Then we'll get into a little bit of Israel, the casualties going on. We'll get into Taiwan and China. Then we'll end up with a cultural commentary where I will be talking about wisdom and women and how women have been lied to. And because women have been lied to, society is being destroyed. Society is being destroyed because women aren't doing what they're supposed to be doing. Because men aren't doing what they're supposed to be doing. And because you got all these people who aren't doing what it is that they're supposed to be doing... Stuff sucks. And I believe that this is the time that the pain and the fire is being ratcheted up. And the quicker you understand that, and the quicker you, like the Bible says, fear God, the better your knowledge will be and the more sure your footing will be. Before I get to the presidential election and what DeSantis has to say about President Trump and the fact that he doesn't think that he'll get elected if he's convicted, I want to direct your attention to patriotswitch.com slash Jaren. American Manufacturing Company offers an American alternative to the Costco's and the Walmart's and the Godless Commie Globalist Manufacturing. See, they put hazardous industrial chemicals in their products. People at PatriotSwitch.com slash Jaren do not. Delivered right to your door, direct product purchase with direct delivery to your door. It is a membership. Cancel anytime if it's not for you. No harm, no foul. It's a great way to bless me and my family and the work that I do herein. Thank you very much. PatriotSwitch.com slash Jaren. PatriotSwitch.com slash Jaren. This morning, Governor DeSantis was on with MSNBC. Willie Geist. Willie Geist is asking the question. It's a setup. It's a total setup. If President Trump is convicted of all these gazillion of stupid crimes that he's being persecuted for, prosecuted for, do you think that he'll get the nomination? 
Here's the video commentary follows. And you did say, Governor, at that August debate when the question was put to the entire panel, if Donald Trump is convicted, will you still, and he is the nominee, would you still support him? And you raised your hand. You're a lawyer, you've served in the Navy, you were well-trained at the greatest schools. Do you really believe that a man who's convicted of, say, attempting to overturn the 2020 election or taking nuclear secrets back to his beach club, do you actually still, as we sit here today, believe that person should be president? So I signed a pledge, uh, uh, Willie, and uh, that, that pledge is what it is. Now, do I think somebody under those circumstances could get elected president? The answer is no. Um, that will not happen. Uh, I think that Republican voters uh, will understand that as, as we get closer to, to, to voting. Uh, but it is, it would be fatal. Uh, in a general election. And I don't think the party should should nominate um, in that situation. However, uh, mm -hmm. you know, I signed the pledge. I'm a Republican. I don't think it's going to come to that. Uh, and I think we'll be uh, we'll get the job done like we need to. Uh, but the reality is, is I signed it. And, and that's what I did. So you stand by that this morning. Yeah, when I when I when I signed the pledge, um, you know, I knew you never know what's going to happen. It's a crazy process. Uh, people uh, make different decisions. And I think my point of view on it was, you know, I'm participating in this process. Uh, I've got the plan to win. Uh, we're going to win at the same time. It's like you can't just take your ball and go home. Uh, you can't on the one side of your mouth say the country's in decline. Biden's failing. And on the other hand, say, you know, I'm just going to pout if things don't go my way. So that was kind of my rationale for for doing it. Now, what's the idol? If we're looking at our, our, the idol's playbook, the idol is attention. The subtext here, I'll just, be, I'll just be deliberate. The subtext is that politics is where the power is. The greatest idol in our society, American society today, is government. There is no competition. There is no competition. Our society, the American society, and even Christians, even Christians are looking at government saying government is where the authority is. It's where the power is. This is why I've been a student of Dave Jose. It's why I'm looking at the fundamental law. It's why it's a good thing to repent of bad knowledge and return to the state constitutions, the maxims of law, those types of things. But my gifting is not in that. Dave's the teacher of the common law. I'm a student. I, I will learn from him continually. I believe my talent is in pointing out all of these connections and helping people make them so that people can then team build. Building the movement. Building a, a team, as it were. Assembling is what, by God, uh, Lord willing, we'll talk about tomorrow. So today is going to be work as worship as a counter to the idol at, idol's playbook. But the idol wants attention. This clip is talking about President Trump being convicted and therefore not be on the ballots or not be nominated. Understand, first and foremost, if government's the idol, then all of these situations are more important. But you still got to go to work and put bread on your table. You still got to pay your mortgage. You still got to fill up your car with gas. You still got to take care of your mom if she's sick. You still, Lord willing, you probably you know, got hospital bills. You still pay taxes. You still do all of these things. All of these granular little things that you bear, all of these burdens you bear, these guys aren't talking about. They're talking about Trump. Now, clearly, the, the layer one level of analysis is the deep state hates Trump. I think that's self-evident. But it's more than that because they hate Trump because Trump is pointing out the fact that the people have power and all of these people are corrupt. But that's still surface level. You keep going and you recognize that people have been trained to look at politics as where the power is. Because the government is where they think that the power is. This is a deception. This is an idol. Step one of the idol's playbook, repeat as often as you can, is get attention. Get attention. Get attention. This is why the Bible doesn't get attention because it's not going to be salacious and it's not going to be uh, you know something that's sensational. It's going. It's true. There are parts that are sensational. There are parts that are uh, you know powerful and riveting. But like the proverb says, until you actually seek knowledge as though it's worth more than silver, and incline your ear to wisdom and instruction, you're not going to have the fear of the Lord. And I believe that this idol is going to be continuing to go down now. For the, the, the political analysis here, Willie Geist asked the question, 
you signed the pledge or you raised your hand back in August. This is a stupid trope. It's riffing on the fact that we think that politicians are going to be telling the truth. Well, I signed a pledge. Yeah, but you're participating in all the greed, graft, corruption, and otherwise subterfuge. You did sign that pledge, but now you're going against the guy who endorsed you for you to get the job. And then, <laughs> and then you take the money to run against him because the money that's supporting you and your presidential campaign is only supporting you, not because you're a quality candidate, but because they hate Trump. They hate Trump. And so in, in a large part of this, that Trump really is a, a political dividing line for the rhinos and the, and the patriots grassroots type. But you recognize all of those labels are just given out there to continue to divide people up. All of those labels have a subtext of government is where the power is. Once you make that connection, that if you see government is the idol and now all of these people are stepping on each other's uh, backs, they're pushing heads underneath the water, they're slitting the throats, they're backstabbing, they're lying, they're playing optic games. Well, I signed a pledge. You know, like all of this stuff. It's optics. It's manipulation. It's to leverage people in through the eyes, in through the ears for the key terrain, which is your mind, which will have the prize of the soul. Right? The mind serves the heart. What the heart wants, the mind will figure out a way to deceive itself so that you see it and hear it wherever you go. This is bias. This is presupposition. This is programming after a while programming uh, until we get to the fact that, well, they're going to take the nomination away from Trump. Yeah, they probably are. They're going to try. But you notice they're not actually doing it with the power of the people and the people's political will. They're doing it with the bylaws of these political parties. Political parties was what our founders said, don't, don't do that. Don't label yourself in political party. Because accepting the label Republican, accepting the label Democrat, no longer brings a co comprehensive worldview, it's now truncating it down to the label. And whoever determines and defines what the label is, now you gotta own it. Well, you're just a MAGA Trump supporter. Well, I am Make America Great Again. I am a Trump supporter, but I'm not just that. I'm not defined by that. I'm certainly not limited to that. Lord willing, in the second half of this broadcast, we're gonna be talking about specific action steps that don't involve Trump or Make America Great Again at all. But looking to God and obeying and following Jesus. Now, if I can shift a little bit to overseas, if the government is the idol and that's where people believe the, believe the power is, then you have to, you gotta be sober when you realize that the IDF has lost 317 soldiers in less than a month. Since the war in Israel has started, the IDF has announced at least 317 IDF soldiers have been killed since the beginning of the war on October 7th, making this now the deadliest conflict for the Israeli military since the first Lebanon war, which lasted three years, during which the IDF lost, lost roughly 657 servicemen. So in less than a month, the IDF has lost, have had killed soldiers almost as you know, almost half as much as what a three-year war lasted. I told you, I told you when this started, the tunnels in Gaza, the urban terrain in Gaza, are going to make this a bloodbath. Now, the reason why I connect this to the idol's playbook is that if the attention is in government and the belief is that government has the power, then when government starts to say, these guys are doing stuff, we need to go get them, people are going to say, yeah, let's go smash them. Again, we're not paying attention to paying my mortgage. We're not looking, paying uh, you paying your mortgage, you putting food on your table, you taking care of your family, the immigrants invading your country, your kids being perverted, the gospel not being preached, your parents dying uh, lonely deaths in nursing homes. You've kicked them to the curb because the way that things have worked is that your wages have been suppressed through large profit corporations to where you can't support your family. Plus, we've been indoctrinated to go, you know, go, go ahead and give them Medicare so they can go to some old folks place, uh, old folks home taking care of them. Like you've got all of these fractious wedges in your life, but yet the attention, the things invading your eyes and invading your ears and dominating your mind are the fact that, well, there's a bunch of Israelis that are being killed. And while that's not good, that's also not the foxhole God put you in. And so it's this value proposition 
Do I focus on what I directly influence? Do I focus on what I directly have an impact on? Or do I focus on what's happening across the world that is really bad and not good, but my focus on this is the attention? And now you see as this, the attention is going up, I'm not focusing on what I'm uh, responsible for, what God put me in charge of. And, you know, part of the sad part of this is that here is a uh, picture of 10 personnel, 10 IDF members. These guys are all dead. These guys took this picture before they went on a patrol in an armored personnel carrier. And last week I showed you the ATGM, the anti-tank guided missile that uh, Palestinians were firing against Israeli APCs. I showed you a video where an APC was hit. Now, this group of men, I don't believe, was in that APC, but this is, what, 10 dudes. There's 10 men right there. All Israeli Defense Force, all dead because an ATGM hit their APC. The reason why I point this out is that the military operation that's going on, someone's benefiting from it. And if you allow government to be the power structure... If you allow your nation to be the power structure, anytime someone flirts or manipulates or tweaks or pokes, prods your attention, your emotion, you're going to say, let's go to war. Let, let's go fight these guys. Times infinity, if your biblical interpretation is that modern Israel is Israel of the Bible. If you see that, then you have a theological grip. You have a theological investment in Israel defeating people. In killing people and in these Israelis getting killed. My position is I don't want war. My position is I believe the gospel is so powerful and Jesus is so brilliant and wise that the gospel will bring peace to the world in ways that the world won't consider until the world is looking. If thou seekest her as silver and searchest for her as hid treasures, then thou shalt then shalt thou understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. If you actually value wisdom and knowledge, you will seek it and you will find it only when you fear God. So you got a bunch of people getting killed. You got a pe bunch of people looking in, uh, looking in their Bible. Not a bunch. You got some people looking in their Bibles with interpretations that say that modern Israel is prophetic future Israel. And so because of that, the political downstream, if that's your theological belief, the, the political downstream is, by necessity, you have to support military operations. And if you support military operations in, in Israel, let's just talk, you know, I'm an American here in the heartland. If Americans support military operations in Israel, what does that mean from you? You push a like button on the internet. You tell someone on Twitter. You tell someone at work or at school, at church or wherever you are. Yeah, I support Israel. But what does that mean? How do you support them? Well, I pray. Okay, amen. Do you pray for the aborted babies? Do you pray for righteous government that our corrupt politicians repent and see the truth of the constitutions and get back to righteous government? Do you pray for those things? Or are you praying for what the idol is telling you that you should want the attention if if israel is the heart of your you know theological framework then you're going to be focused on what you expect on what you want meanwhile you got all this stuff around you not happening this is where i want to speak to the men because the world ain't stopping this is the air patterns this is the chinese air force operations around taiwan they're flying all over taiwan chinese air force fighters bombers uav and other aircraft 358 aircraft detected, 142 aircraft crossed the median line. They broached this, uh, you know, international airspace. Um, Taiwan's on the chopping block. Now, the benefit, I should say, the advantage Taiwan has is that it is an island 50 miles away from the coast. That cross-channel invasion will be near impossible. The cross-channel invasion from the United Kingdom to Normandy in World War II was, was six miles. Could you imagine a 50-mile amphibious landing? I don't believe it can happen, not with modern technology. And so when you run that war game through your head, 
you got to either knock out comms or you just got to nuke the place. Which then you're looking at what does Taiwan, what does China actually want with Taiwan? I believe China wants the microchips, but China more, China most importantly wants that terrain as the ability to encompass all of the South China Sea. It wants to own all that commerce as part of its Belt and Road Initiative. China is on a century-long strategy to destroy the United States and to solidify itself as the superpower. Again, the subtext is government is the idol. The idol's playbook is for attention. While the world's attention, the West, the media, the United States is on Israel, the world's attention is not on Taiwan. And Taiwan's about to feel it. But Taiwan, there's there's advantages that Taiwan has because it's 50 freaking miles away from any other land feature or from uh, mainland China. So China's in a bad position because while I believe it's got the ability to destroy Taiwan, it's got to get there. You know, it's got, it's got to go fight. It's got to go do stuff. The reason why I bring this up and I orient it back to the men is that this is the way that the world is operating because America's men have been weak who have gotten us weak leaders and the weak leaders of America strain away from God for money, corruption, for child trafficking, for whatever other reason. Because America's leadership has been deprived and hollowed out, that the world is falling down and burning all around us. If you're older than me, you're looking at these institutions that you assumed were permanent. These are not permanent institutions. The U.S. military is not a permanent institution. America is not a permanent nation. I don't believe modern Israel is a permanent nation. I believe that God raises and destroys nations for his pleasure, for his glory. Job what one? No, Job 12.23. The idea is... That if you don't fear the Lord, if you don't seek him, you're not going to obey him. And so I look to the men who are listening, going, you know, imploring you, encouraging you, get to your local areas, live local, build the team locally, because our lack, our fixation on government as an idol is propagating narratives whereby the world is being focused here, Ukraine, focused here, COVID, focused here, Israel, focused here, wherever else. And by whipsawing all of our attention spans wherever it wants to, we're not taking care of ourselves. We're not taking care of our families. We're not loving future generations by tending the flock and maintaining and laying down foundations. We're not. I've been on, and I, th I think I was ahead on this, but Chevron, this is just a graphic overseeing a, uh, a port in Guyana. Guyana is going to be the flashpoint. I'm telling you right now, I've been saying this now for a couple weeks. Chevron has now purchased Hess Oil, H-E-S-S -S Oil. Hess Petroleum was the largest, there's like a $52 billion acquisition, and it happened like two days ago. So this multi-billion dollar acquisition of a petroleum company in Guyana is meaning these large multinational oil corporations are getting their foot in the door into Guyana. They are going, they, these oil corporations, are going to, in tandem with the military industrial complex, grow the U.S. presence in South America deliberately, I believe, for the express purpose of overthrowing Venezuela. I believe that they're going to be doing a color revolution in Venezuela. And whenever they do that, the United States will have a stronger tie to oil, which is what it needs to do, needs to do, to back up the fiat currency of the central bankers in case the Middle East isn't under control, which is where American military is currently being stockpiled in support of Israel. And all of this, I believe, because American men have taken their eyes off Jesus. We don't lead our homes. We watch porn. We don't parent or father our children. We don't tell our kids, there's dragons out there. Go fight them. We don't tell them, there's giants occupying our home. We need to slay them. We don't speak with war in our purpose. And fundamentally, I believe that's because we stopped worshiping God. I'll, I'll get to what I mean. I'm saying some pretty strong things. I'll get to what I mean. But this is... Um, I can't load that. Let me do this. 
Where is this? Here we go. This is a uh, PDF sent by the city and county of Denver, the office of the mayor. This is to the Honorable Joe Biden, President Biden. Long story short, these mayors, Denver, Houston, New York City, Los Angeles, Chicago, they're sending this letter to the president saying what? We need more funding. We need more funding for food, shelter, services, all this other stuff. We're requesting an urgent meeting. Additional federal funding. We respectfully advocate for additional funding. What are they doing? They're asking for the nation. They're asking for the nation, right? Our, our city budgets and local taxpayers bear the brunt of this ongoing federal crisis. These city mayors, strained by mass migration, are now calling for the nation to pick up and pay for this program. Right, the employment authorization documents, these types of things. They want the administration to pick up the, the taxpayer bill, the, the tab. Now, the reason why I put this out here is one, our borders are open. Borders got open because corporations needed cheap labor to maximize profits, so they undermined the American worker, hollowed out manufacturing, offshored it. Now the American worker that's getting older is, you know, the younger workers don't want to go work outside, they don't want to do the trades, they don't want to do private membership associations. So as older workers are aging out, corporations open the borders to let new people in. Problem is, these mass migration and hordes of invaders probably full of Muslims, uh, you know, people who hate America, people that believe the Prophet Muhammad, uh, you know, evil be upon his name. You've got a bunch of people who are in America who aren't American, don't think like Americans, don't behave like Americans, don't believe as Americans. And because Americans themselves have been educated to hate America, you've got a bunch of uprooting and unhitching from our foundation. And so we look at the world that's burning down around us and we say, Rome's burning right now. And you are going to clutch to your tradition. You're going to clutch to your, oh, I'm a, I'm a MAGA Republican. Donald Trump's going to get that nomination. Donald Trump isn't going to save the nation. When Donald Trump passes away, whenever that is, Lord willing, future healthy you know healthy long life he's gonna die and when he dies what then next republican up vivek wamaswamy right if your hope is in politician if the power if you perceive the power is in government you're not seeing who you are in christ and you're not living like it in the world and as a result you've got mass casualties in israel people are dying at extents that they haven't seen in decades China is tightening the noose around Taiwan, trying to figure out how to invade that, uh, that nation. You have Guyana being wedged as a political lever against Venezuela, not just for oil companies, but also so that America has a reason to go into South America. And then I look back here and we see some of the largest cities in this nation with mayors going, please, Mr. President, can you tax the rest of America to pay for our burden for these illegal immigrants. Now, I'm completely against this. I think it's wrong. I might, you know what? I might support taxing for mass deportation. You get the 20, 30 million people out of this nation that don't belong here. Yeah, I'll pay some taxes for that. So this brings me to the idea. It's the playbook versus worship. It's the idea that the, the idol has a playbook. The playbook is attention. If you aren't diligently seeking the knowledge of God to understand what he wants, then you're not going to be understanding that the government is an idol and anyone running for public office, they themselves, they can be Christian and they can love Jesus and they can do all this stuff. But if they're pursuing government power, we need to be very deliberate to see if they're pursuing government power according to what the Bible would have them do. Are they going to be preaching the gospel? Are they going to be pointing people to Jesus? Are they going to be talking about our sin? Are they going to be saying things that would get them canceled off other social media platforms? This, this for me, is where the normal political talking points are vapid. They're, you know, innocuous. They're, um, they're worthless. They don't mean anything anymore. They don't mean anything anymore because politicians are corrupt.
Trump has foils and faults all day long, but that guy loves America. He put himself out there and he's getting excoriated. But notice what the godless commies, notice what the establishment, notice what the deep state is doing. They're going after Trump based on his likelihood and probability of him participating in government. Because the godless commies see the government as the power. This is where I would like to, if I could, shift and present wisdom. I'd like to present wisdom. Before I'd like to present wisdom, I'd like to direct your attention to HumbleWB.coffee. HumbleWB.coffee. Delicious air-roasted coffee delivered right to your door. Private membership association uses portions of proceeds to mail Bibles. Don't drink coffee that's been burned in a metal bucket. Go to delicious air roasted coffee at humblewb.coffee, humblewb.coffee. The wisdom that I think the Bible reveals is that whenever you see the world burning, do you have the presence of mind to say stop? God's in charge no matter if this media... uh, no matter if the media is telling me all these people are dying, God's in charge. If the media says that these, um, uh, you know, if the media says that these little kids are getting butchered and had their heads cut off, God's still in charge. If a bunch of Jews got burned in an oven back in the Holocaust or today, God is still in charge. I believe that that is the number one issue we have to be doing. Men, this is your launch point. This is your invasion declaration. When an idea comes into your eyes or into your ears and it rattles around in your brain and it's starting to compete with King Jesus that's on the throne, you need to have something like this in mind. invading we're invading and you destroy any ideas that don't stack up i'd like to uh, shift if i could yesterday a connecticut judge announced that he was going to order the overturning of a primary election a mayoral primary after surveillance video shows possible ballot stuffing this is from the gateway pundit this says connecticut democrat judge overturns bridgeport mayoral primary results orders new election following shocking video evidence of ballot stuffing and fraud now i want to hone in on a couple different things here first of all that this says a connecticut democrat judge So Connecticut. Now, the way that my mind has been shaped by the media is Connecticut, I automatically think Northeast. I automatically think liberal. Then it says Democrat. Okay, well, it's a Democrat judge. Well, hold on now. Are judges supposed to be partisan? Because what this is really getting at is that the judge was appointed by a Democrat. If the judges are, uh, you know, partisan, doesn't that kind of say that they have a bias and therefore can't be in? No, 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 no. I'm I'm not saying that judges don't have a bias. Clearly they do. What I'm trying to do is direct the attention to the the smuggled in uh, way that we present things. Because by by, uh, Jim Hoft saying that this is a Democrat judge, the idea is that it elevates the seriousness of this. It elevates the, wow, a Democrat did this? So that itself is reinforcing the left versus right dynamic. It's reinforcing the Democrat versus Republican dynamic. That is psychological training. It's consistent with the programming that you get that it's Democrat versus Republican. As though they're not two sides of the same coin, right? So this Connecticut Democrat judge, right? So it's a Democrat judge, which the the programming the influence here is that what we're supposed to just expect that the law is not declared or upheld if it's a democrat judge and this is where the skeptics and the cynics will say well they're all bad and the democrat judges they don't like the constitution the people who think like that and speak like that themselves don't study the maxims they don't study the state constitutions the people who say that stuff and think like that they themselves have not done the due diligence to study to show themselves approved. What they do is they allow these talking points, these tribal labels, 
in order to perpetuate the system. It's a form of psychological control. Now, I'm not saying that Jim Hoft is doing this consciously. I don't think that he is. What I'm trying to do is direct attention to how the idol maintains power. The idol maintains power by you being fixated on this left versus right dynamic, this Democrat versus Republican dynamic. Because the issue there is judge. The judge declares the law. But see, let's go one step further because up until now, people looking at elections, election integrity, they're looking to fraud. But the judge, even though the judge mentioned fraud, he didn't overturn it because of fraud. He overturned it because it wasn't being done the right way. It was, quote, mishandled. Mishandled is maladministration. This is where I point people to my teacher in the law, Dave Jose at Real Dave Cares For You on Twitter, Dave Cares For You on Telegram. The idea is that maladministration is any time the government doesn't administer government correctly. You don't have to prove fraud. All you have to do is show that they didn't do the election the right way. Fraud speaks to criminal intent. You have to know what the person was thinking. Maladministration is just, you guys use machines. You guys can't use machines. Stop using machines. It's maladministration. That's all it is. It's a much lower bar because we're coming as the grantors of political power. We're coming as the boss. The people are coming to their government saying, you guys work for us. You guys are mishandling, maladministrating the election which is breach of trust. That's what this judge is saying. Now, I will direct attention to the fact that this maladministration case, this overturning of the mayoral election, is happening because more and more people are learning the law. And so think about that. You have an idol. The idol is government. The idol wants attention. The attention is programmed and maintained by these left-right dynamics, the Democrat-Republican dynamics. To, to the point where people don't actually know the law, what they'll do is they'll un, they think they understand things because it's a Democrat judge. But yet now, more people are starting to say, this is stupid. This idol sucks. We want to get back to what God says. We want to get back to the fundamental law. We want to get back to the state constitutions. That's what people are doing now, more and more and more, because it's written, which is Christ's method. It is written. And as more people get back to what's written, these godless commies, these globalists, the deep state are going to have to give wins. Because think about this. Right now that there are people in the election integrity movement who are going to look at this and say, see, they did it. It's overturned. But this will be resting on their laurels. This will be, okay, we got one election. See, see, that proves that we're right. I'm not trying to prove that I'm right. I'm trying to govern righteously. I know I'm right because I know the law. I'm not, I'm not interpreting the law. We're not having a discussion about what the law is. We're saying you can't interfere with elections, period. Any interference with an election, it makes that election not free and not equal, period. And so whenever someone says, well, this judge overturned this, this uh, Bridgeport mayoral primary results, he orders a new election. Recognize the fact that the judge could overturn the election, which has been what Dave has been arguing for years now. The judges have the power to declare the law. That's what judicial power is. They have the power from the Constitution to declare what the Constitution says. And if you say this election isn't being ran right, that's maladministration. The, that the law defends against maladministration. And the judge can declare the law. He doesn't interpret. He doesn't decide. He declares what the law says. But you notice that people haven't been arguing maladministration for years. They've been arguing fraud. They've been arguing statutory you know, trespass. This is a Lucy and the football. This is a misdirection. Because those statutes, that allegation of fraud, is playing the lawyer's game. It's taking the issue, which is the people's will by, by way of election, and it's exchanging it like Indiana Jones and the golden of idol in the bag of sand. It's exchanging it for, let's go after these people prosecutorily. Let's go prosecute these criminals. Well, hold on. 
do you want to prosecute the criminals or do you want righteous government? And there will be people say, is it too hard to ask for both? Amen. I got you. I got you. I got it. I want both. But you have to understand the constitution and laws precede the judiciary, right? The judge is for the past, not the future. The judge is going to look at what's happened and declare the law to correct back to the law. The judge is not going to look at what's happened and say, okay, here's what we're going to do from now on every time going forward. No, that's not what the judge does. A judge says, here's what I, here's what I know. Here's what the law is. Let's correct. I'm going to use my power to bring it back to the law. They haven't been doing this and people haven't been told this because we believe attorneys. The attorneys have been seen as the experts in the law. That is a form of idle maintenance. It's, uh, it's maintaining the idol. The idol is government. Government has the power. The law is how the government operates. That's the normal thinking. The law is how the government operates. And whoever is an expert in the law gets to tell everybody else what to do in order to worship the idol. It's, it's the same thing. It's, it's basically going up to these people, going, worship the idol. When the trumpet sounds... The experts in the law, the experts in the law will say, hear ye, hear ye. When the trumpets sound, bow down and worship the idol. When the elections happen, bow down and challenge by statute. You're reinforcing the idol. You're inside the system. You're not even considering to get out of the system. I think that makes sense. Let me bring it back to the Bible. Amen. In Genesis chapter 1, God makes everything. He makes everything. And then in verse, what's it? In verse, in verse 28, verse 28 says, And God blessed them, and God said unto them, Be fruitful. Not do things, be fruitful. Exist in a state of nature that is productive. So before man did stuff, Man was not fruitful. So it is possible for man to exist and not bear fruit, which is a way of bearing bad fruit. So when God says, be fruitful, he's telling us our condition is to be product productive. The way that we are to exist is supposed to be doing stuff. And Genesis chapter 1 is full of God doing stuff. In fact, what I posted today on Telegram... God did stuff. He made the heavens and the earth. He separated the day and the night. He made the earth. He made the fish. He made the, uh, the animals. He made all the stuff. Made all the stuff. He made all the stuff and then he made man. So before he made man, the entire creation was there. All of creation was right there. One guy in chat said, um, he's uh, often talks to his, uh, I forget exactly how he's put it, but when you bring a fish home from the store, do you get the, the bowl of water before you get the fish? Yeah, the, the, the water has to exist before the fish exists, right? Because that's the fish's home. That's the design. The design has to be there. The world has to be there before something operates in it. So before God ever gave the mandate, the command to man to be fruitful and multiply, before he ever said, go exist in a state of productivity and multiplication, God's over here saying, I'm going to make everything. And he speaks it all to, in, into existence. So before God's command of how man's nature should be, be fruitful and multiply. That's, a, that's an infinitive, ongoing, present command. Always be doing stuff. Always be providing. Always be producing. Always be multiplying. Go do stuff. Right? If this is, is God's command for men, God's command for man, I should say, man and woman. If this is God's command for man, before that command was ever given, everything was already done. Like all this stuff was already done. Here's, what, here's the point I want to make. The idol is government. People fear government more than they fear God. And because they don't fear God, they don't get the Proverbs, which means they're not going to be finding the wisdom in God. Because they don't fear him. If you don't fear God, you don't get his wisdom, you don't get his knowledge. And if you fear government, what do you get? You get people, and you know, Governor DeSantis, I believe uh, his, you know, I believe he's a Christian. I think that he's a Christian. He said he has. Um, 
So, you know, I, I don't know don't know him personally. And so I'm, I'm saying this not as a uh, repudiation of his faith. I certainly believe that uh, Ron DeSantis has demonstrated from a public optics perspective, he's demonstrated a greater faithfulness uh, to Christianity than Donald Trump has, that's for sure. Um, just by his walk. Uh, no divorce, you know, that kind of stuff. Um, but that's that's only public knowledge. We don't know what's going on in the back. And that's not even trying to get to that position. I just know that people, I know that there's people that whenever you mention Ron DeSantis or Donald Trump, they are so aligned politically that it's as though their identity is part of that guy. That that man exists and they are part of him. And so whenever you say anything bad or good about anybody, there is this idolatrous notion that part of me is in that man. And part of that man is in me. So whenever I say uh, us thinking that the government is idol, or the, the idol is government, and we fear government, and that's where the power is, I'm saying by us doing that, we get a Ron DeSantis who has the money behind him. I mean, he went to Israel to sign an anti-free speech bill um, as governor of a state in America, right? Like you've, you've got the political opportunism of Ron DeSantis, but people will see that, they'll hear that. And because they think their individuality and their identity is in DeSantis, they'll take offense to that. They won't hear what I'm doing is I'm really saying the stupidity of our system because there's people that I believe are more voracious and more vociferous about Trump than they are DeSantis. There's people selling stuff made of like, like fake gold, like gold idols of Trump. And the Trump people pass it off as a, as a joke and all the anti-Trump people or all the, the never Trump people look at that and say, you guys are idol idolaters. But the point is they all are because they're all looking to these men who are trying to be part of government to get that power to then what? Lord over people? And this is what I repent from. I ran for office three times. I lost three times. By God's grace, he slammed those doors in my face. And that's where I'm coming from. I'm coming from a position of I once was. I once was guilty and completely idolatrous of trying to seek government power in order to make the world the way that I want it to be. And in my self-deception, I said, well, I want the Bible. I want the world to reflect the Bible. So I need to go get elected to go vote Jesus so that Jesus is forced on the people by the government. And I was wrong, completely wrong, which is the essence of the message I'm trying to bring today. If the government is your idol and you fear the government, you fear that power more than you do God, you won't have the wisdom. But yet here you have a Connecticut judge overturning an election based on maladministration, even though he says fraud, he's, it, fraud wasn't proved, he's overturning it for mishandling, which is maladministration. That's wisdom that the two-party Democrat right-left system has never argued. That's wisdom the lawyers never argued. The lawyers never actually argued the fundamental law. They never argued your rights. They never argued the state constitutions. They've never argued the maxims. The lawyers argue the statutes. They argue case law and court rules and, and all this other stuff. They don't argue the law. And this is my point, is that as long as government is that idol, you're not going to get the fear of the Lord, which means you're not going to get his wisdom. Simply put, whenever I started learning the, the state constitutions and the maxims from Dave, uh, it, 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 is a, it is a distinct paradigm. It's a paradigm shift. And, and you'll even see it when people, um, you know, the podcasters do their promo codes. When podcasters do their promo codes and they say, you know, buy this preparedness food. What's the subtext there? The subtext of a podcast or the subtext of a preparedness promo code is you think bad stuff's going to happen. Is that podcaster telling you how bad the world is? If the podcaster's telling you how bad the world is and it gets into your emotions and makes you afraid... Well, I need to, I like this guy. He's telling me what I want to hear. Of course, you don't think like that. No one's going to think, this guy tells me what I want to hear, so I want to listen to him more. They might. But a, a promo code of preparedness food, and I have preparedness food, but it's, it's, it's facilitating, it's facilitating this, this subtext of, you know, imminent collapse, imminent danger, imminent, uh, 
anything. And while that may be the case, understand that the eminence can be ratcheted up, dialed up, dialed back based on however it benefits the person. But the Christian perspective is, I walk with Jesus. My life is in his hands. What's done to me is what he wants to have happen. And if my fear is of him and I'm following him, things may or may not be imminent. But can these people who's telling you stuff's about to collapse, can they predict the future? God calls out idols in Isaiah 43. God hates idols. And one of the ways he boasts against idols is he says, go ahead and have them tell you the future. Have them tell you what's happened in the world. Have them explain to you where, how, he, how I made the place. And then have them tell you what the future is. And so it's this notion of time that people attribute to power. And if you have power, then even though you don't know the future, you've got the present in order to force the future the way you want to see it. That's where people, I believe that's where people get involved in government. I believe a lot of people do it because they have good intentions. But it is the notion that if government is the idol, if I've got power today, if I've got this power today, I might not know the future, but I can use my power today to shape the future. And it's, that's, a, that's an idolatrous notion. So we, we need to get back to be fruitful and multiply. If you are being fruitful and multiplying, you're always doing it. You're never stopping it. You can rest, right? Sabbath. You can you can rest, right? Our peace and our rest is in Christ now, by the way. I still take a day off. But it's this idea that when you're with Jesus, you're doing this stuff all the time. I want to speak if I can. And next week, I, I need to set this up. I need to set this up to where I start, you know, uh, giving out the Live Local Field Manual. Because the Live Local Field Manual has over a thousand action steps that tells people how to build from scratch how to go out and find stuff, how to go out and do team building, how to go out and bring people of like mind, fix where you're at, do the live local where you're at and build that capacity where God puts you, the foxhole God puts you in. That's what I'm going to be uh, putting more attention to because if I can, I want to tie wisdom to women. Our women are under attack. This is a meme Showing a uh, woman, modern woman, tattooed up with the ghosts of her crying baby children that she's had aborted running behind her. And she's got tattoos of skulls and she looks despondent and she's just attacked. Now, obviously, I'm not a woman. My wife and I, uh, we lost a child in, um, what's it called? Uh, in the womb. Um, uh Oh, I forgot what it's called. But, we, you know, there's a baby and then, we, you know, we sadly lost it. So that's, we, we've been through, been through that. Um, but no, obviously never abortion. Um, this woman, the, the, the subtext here is that she's aborted, what, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, nine babies. Now, I don't know if that, you know, I don't know if that's the case. I mean, you know, it's this idea that a woman aborting her baby for some notion of power and freedom and liberty is just a freaking lie. It's an absolute atrocious lie. And it is attacking our women. It has made them slaves. It's made them slaves to men's sex cycle. If a man can impregnate a woman, not be married to her, just knock her up, and then she goes and butchers the baby through an assassin, that's the man's sex cycle in control. That means that the woman is the slave. And the lie is that government and people advocating for this lie, Margaret Sanger, those godless commies, they have lied to this woman and, and have convinced her that her power is in the ability to butcher the baby in her womb. What you don't understand and what the society is not telling these women is that these babies are how you shape and control and influence the world. That's how you women control the future. You control the future through your womb. And men build a bloodline through the wombs of their wives. Your children are a blessing unto the Lord. And when you see that you're not raising a, a boy, you're raising a man. You're raising a woman. You're raising a future king. You're raising a future husband. You're raising a future father. Whenever you understand, going back to the garden, when God says, be fruitful and multiply, that's everywhere. That's in all domains. I'm being fruitful everywhere I go. Everywhere I go, I'm bringing the fear of the Lord. I'm bringing God's knowledge. I'm disciplining myself in what I eat. I'm disciplining my time so that I read the Bible. I'm disciplining my time whenever I read the Bible to say, my pastor teaches this, but if the Bible says against it, that thing goes away. 
There's too many seminaries preaching a diluted gospel that we now have mass butchering and on an industrial level with abortion and, and modern American evangelicalism goes right along with it. You've got modern evangelicalism, pearl clutching, clutching its tradition and its interpretation of the Bible, while America and the world is burning down and collapsing. And they'll still say, well, your soteriology doesn't, fo doesn't follow Luther, or you don't follow this mnemonic that some guy said on some YouTube series. And it's like the world is on fire and things are collapsing before you and you don't have sense. You don't have the love of God enough to fall on your face, repent and turn away from that pearl clutching that has you, uh, you know, so powerless and so afraid of the world coming after you. You're starting to retreat. We don't need to ret retreat. We need to invade. We need to conquer. We need to be more than conquerors by getting slaughtered like lambs for Christ's glory. That means we bring wisdom. We bring God's ways. Instead of saying, well, Donald Trump's going to lose the nomination. We need to say this judge that overturned the election was calling maladministration and mishandling of elections based on the fundamental law. See, that requires an attention. That requires a discipline of thought that is not common. It's not common because we are allowed to just knock up women and then go butcher their babies. Here's the next one I want to put out. This is showing the modern American woman, right? On the left, she's uh, smoking, checking her smartphone, right? Doing whatever, even though it's kind of old timey. And on the right, the same woman if she actually had kids and a husband and a family and multiple generations. And it's crazy. It's chaotic. But at least she's got someone there celebrating her birthday. And if you are a woman finding yourself in the corporate position, struggling to not be able to afford or pay for or support your family, work on your marriage. You know, it's, it's this idea that's like God's order is God's order. It's his structure. I understand divorce happens. I understand that, you know, a dude can go off and like have sex with other women or he watches porn uh, instead of loving on you. I understand that, that bad stuff and sin happens. But you have to be sober about this. You have to understand that if God's order is to be fruitful and multiply, you can't say, okay, God, I'll be fruitful and multiply. I'll vote Republican. I'll contribute to Donald Trump. But I'm not going to forgive this guy who did me wrong. I'm not going to repent of my own wrongdoing and think, how can or how does God say stuff? What does the, the fundamental law say? What does the state constitution say? This is the repentance. And so the work as worship, and we'll get into assembly tomorrow, but your worship is what God wants. The idol's playbook is to take God to take attention from God, period. And it will lay out schemes to do that all over the place. And I've tried to lay those out today. Whether they are politics, the, the left, the right, the Democrat, the Republican, or if it's the identity, the idolatry of you following a political candidate, such that if someone criticizes them, you get so mad, right? You bulk up and there's Trump supporters that should be uh, repenting right now. To I mean, every, people do it. People do it because we've been trained to do it, because the idol of government has been trained in us to be the thing that has the power. And it, it just doesn't. There's more Israelis dead from the invasion into Gaza in a short time span that will far outpace the war that was its bloodiest war that happened 40 years ago. That will happen very soon. China's encroaching around Taiwan. There will be people looking at those situations. I ain't never been to Taiwan. I've never been to Taiwan. But yet people's attention, people are putting my attention on this instead of me loving my neighbor. Have you talked to your neighbor about the gospel? Yesterday I challenged you. I challenge you to read your Bibles with your families. I challenge you that before you went to bed, read the Bible with your family. Be deliberate about it. My dad, he went home. He went to heaven on February 1. Uh, my dad was not like me in the sense that he was an introvert and he did not talk a lot. I talk a lot and I'm an extrovert. I get that from mom. When my oldest brother went to college, Dad recognized that his children are leaving his home. And whenever he recognized that, he came out just real, um, you know, real awkward, real awkward. He goes, I'm instituting the new rule. We will hug 
when we see each other, and when we leave each other. <laughs> he says, he said it straight faced. He said it straight faced. He said, we will hug when we see each other, and when we leave each other. He inst- he instituted a rule, and 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 the subtext was that he was his family was growing up. His family was getting old and change was happening. And him recognizing that change, he wanted to be very deliberate about instituting something that was worth something despite the change. When God told Adam and Eve, be fruitful and multiply, replenish the earth, subdue it, have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the fowl of the air and over everything that moveth upon the earth. He's telling them that's what that's how you exist. Don't just do those things. Exist as those things. Exist as that. Be. It's a it's an ongoing infinitive, ongoing present infinitive. I be this. I don't do it once and then done. I be it. And that doesn't make grammatical sense, which should speak to the notion that our linguistics limits our ideas. We don't say I be this. Maybe my, uh, you know, you know, ebonics. I be, I be hollering at you. Okay, amen. <laughs> but I, I be multiply. I be fruitful. I be dominion. You are these things. You, you do these things all the time. And I believe that one of the hardest fights we have, and I'll speak to the men. One of the hardest fights we have is that our because we want to fight because we want to war we were made for war like men were made for battle we were made to fight like fighting is our is in our nature we want to do it we are good at it so we should fight but now we need to take a step back and recognize that the idol is getting our attention away from the right fight our idol is getting us mad about DeSantis or Trump Democrat Republican Democrat judge overthrows election case due to fraud. China invading. Israel invading. Mayors want uh, taxpayer money to pay for the illegal immigrants. Like all of these things are fights. They're fights. And they they all conveniently happen to be two-sided, right? Either this or that, which draws the controversy, which draws the conflict. And that's that's what we fixate on. The fights are everywhere. But the fights everywhere may be distracting from the one fight that you were commanded to do. So we need to fight the right fight. Folks, this starts with the gospel. You and I are sinners. Jesus paid the fine on the cross. He was buried and three days later he rose from the grave. This is the only way to go to heaven is to believe the gospel. Jesus says in John 14, 6, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to God but by me. You do not get to God except through the blood of Jesus Christ. Jesus shed his blood in a horrible, vicious, atrocious, grueling, unjust execution on the cross. When he died, that proves that he took the sin for us on him. When he, they put him on the grave, that proves the sin on him is dead. It's dead like he was. When he physically rose from the grave, that is the proof he's God, he's king, he's true. Everything he said was right, and everything he said about the future is right as well. Future for him at that time, and the future for us moving forward. He wants us to obey. When he says, baptize the nations in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, that act of dunking is not going to say, okay, now I'm right with God. It's something that says you are obeying him. And if you don't obey him, how do you know you're right with God? If you don't do those things, how do you know that you're obeying him? How do you know you're doing what the Bible says? And there's a lot of people that will add doctrines and and interpretations and stuff. And it's like, listen, the king says he has all the power. The king told us to go teach the nations. He told us to baptize the nations. He told us to teach all the nations to obey all his commands, which means we know what his commands are. Which means we're teaching them to do those commands, to be those commands. 
This is a time when I believe God is shaking the heavens and the earth. Thing like institutions, pillars, uh, you know, um, celebrities, things that people have looked at as though they are permanent are being exposed as not permanent. And the way that you respond to that matters. I'm permanent. I have a soul that will live forever. You are permanent. You have a soul that will live forever. Every single person you ever see has a soul that will live forever. That's permanent. When you elevate what's permanent above what's passing or fleeting, you will have right thinking. And the way that you understand that is what God says. Is the Bible. Requires the fear of him. Believe the gospel, my friends. Appreciate your time. Uh, one of the best ways you can help me is that patriotswitch.com slash Jaren. Patriotswitch.com slash Jaren. I continue to do this because there's a lot of people that watch me. God bless. Uh, this is a good option to get American-made products shipped directly to your door. It's a different way to do things. It's not normal. And it's not normal because it's not of the world. It's, it's not godless commie globalist stuff. It's taking the money you already spend, put it into a private association. You can cancel any time, no harm, no foul. You get direct product purchase delivered right to your door. It's, it's, it's not hard. It's just not normal, which is why people look at it and say, well, I don't really know about that. Sign up myself or someone who works with me will be able to get in touch with you. We'll explain it and say, hey, here's what's going on. Take it or leave it. Not a big deal. PatriotSwitch.com slash Jaren. PatriotSwitch.com slash Jaren. Obviously, we also have HumbleWB.coffee. HumbleWB.coffee. This is what I drink. You can tell. I'm like, I'm up on it, right? The caffeine's good to go. HumbleWB.coffee, air roasted coffee. It's delicious. It's organic. No preservatives, no additives, no fake artificial flavorings or anything. Straight from the coffee tree, straight to the air. Well, you got to dry it first. Uh, and then straight to the air roaster, and then there you go. Uh, organic, fair trade um, coffee delivered right to your door. Portions of proceeds goes to mail Bibles throughout the United States. Appreciate your time, Lord willing. We'll be back tomorrow. Uh, I'm going to be talking about assembling. Assembling. Lord willing. Till then, I am Jaron Jackson. I do love America. Don't quit. Go to war.